We answer your questions about cow management in the drought and feeder calf prices. We have the latest news, market information. It's all right here, packaged ever so neatly. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck, Beck. A big thank you goes out to our Ranch It Up lineup, the American Gelby Association, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFDTV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Tigger, let's leave the chatting to the bend. Got it. There's lots to cover today, so let's jump right into the news. Cow country news, you know, the cow stuff. The largest food distributor in the nation is crying foul play on the rising price of beef. But not just food distributors, so many of us in the cow business have said the same for quite some time. The Cisco Corporation filed a federal lawsuit in Texas last month accusing the world's four largest meat processors of coordinating to fix the price of beef since at least 2015 by curbing the number of slaughtered cattle. Its latest allegation in a growing number of complaints against the industry giants, which include Tyson Foods, JBS, Cargill, and National Beef. According to the court documents obtained by Insider, the Cisco lawsuit accuses the companies of conspiring together to suppress the number of cattle being killed in an effort to increase profits for meat processors by driving down the price of beef for meat processors while simultaneously boosting beef prices. The four meat processors named in the suit control more than 80% of the U.S. beef market, according to the suit. The lawsuit cites two anonymous witnesses who previously worked in the meat industry and offered direct evidence they said confirmed accusations of a conspiracy. Our sale barn report is going to start us out in Emory, Texas, Emory Livestock Auction. A lot of people have been hearing about that location. Many producers suffering drought. There are a lot of pastures in very, very rough conditions. So a lot of producers being forced to cull herds, take cows to the barn, get calves moved a lot earlier. This sale report from July 9th, just a tick under 3,500 head from 527 different sellers. So we've been hearing a lot about that on social media. Here's the sale report and where we're going to start out. On the steer side, under 300-pound steers, as I said, a lot of calves moving early from a dollar up to 215. Three to four weight steer calves, a dollar to 210. Four to five weight steers, 95 up to a dollar 85. Five weight on up steers from 80 to a dollar 75. On the heifer side, the lightweight heifers, the flyweights, under 300 pounds, the calves. One to two dollars, three to four weights, ninety-five up to a dollar seventy-five. Four to five weights, eighty-five to a dollar sixty-five. Five hundred-pound heifers on up from seventy to a dollar fifty-five. On the way up side, a little bit tougher on the cows from twenty-five up to ninety-three. The way up bulls, good energy on those that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Seventy-five up to a buck twelve, and then for the pairs, nine hundred to fourteen hundred bucks around. Now heading on up north to Bloomington, Wisconsin, Bloomington Livestock Exchange sale report from July 8th. On the steer side, 375 to 425 weight steers, $1.80 to 206. Four and a half to five and a quarter weight steers, $1.70 to 203. 
five and a half to six and a quarter weight steers, a dollar sixty-five to a dollar eighty-eight. Six and a half up to seven and a quarter weight steers, a dollar sixty to a dollar ninety-one. Seven fifty to eight twenty-five weight steers, a dollar fifty-five to a dollar seventy-five. Eight and a half to eight and a quarter weight steers, a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy-six. And then nine and a half up to a thousand twenty-five weight steers, a dollar fifty to a dollar sixty-seven. On the heifer side, the heifer mates three seventy-five to four and a quarter at a dollar sixty to a dollar eighty. Four and a half to five and a quarter weights, a dollar fifty-five to a dollar seventy-nine. Five and a half to six twenty-five weights, a dollar fifty-five to a dollar eighty. Six and a half to seven twenty-five weights, a dollar forty to a dollar sixty-one. Seven and a half to eight and a quarter weights, a dollar forty to a dollar sixty-two. And then eight fifty to nine twenty-five weight heifers in Bloomington, Wisconsin, last week at a dollar thirty-five to a dollar sixty. Uh, one that is excuse me the way up cows in between 50 to 90 bucks and the way up bulls 85 up to a dollar five from bloomington wisconsin on to torrington wyoming the high plains showcase sale that took place july 6th the cattle country video sale which by the way for more information just go to cattlecountryvideo.com this was a really 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 nice sale for a lot of producers in that area that there too in the wyoming colorado nebraska area even parts of Montana, Colorado, as I mentioned, South Dakota, still suffering from drought. So a lot of people looking to pull those cattle off of grass to save grass as much as they can. Fortunately, some attractive prices, in my opinion, for a lot of these cattle. Starting out on the steer side, these are all very, very big drives and bunches that I'm going to be talking about. Here's 300 weaned steer calves for December delivery. They're 520 weight steers, 300 of them. Bringing two twenty-three on to a big bunch nine fifty weight steers for October delivery at a dollar eighty-seven and a half. Five hundred and twenty-four head of nine and a quarter weight steers for delivery here, actually just next week at a dollar eighty. This is another big bunch, almost a thousand head of nine sixty weight steers for delivery next week. At a dollar seventy-nine, and then I'm going to wrap up with a bunch of thousand seventy-five weight steers coming in at a dollar sixty-five. Not as many heifers, but here's what I have on the heifer side: not as many as the steers, but starting out with four eighty weight heifer calves, big bunch, two hundred forty head for December delivery, selling for two oh three yearling heifers 785 pounds for delivery next week at a dollar 81 and a half some spade yearling heifers 880 weights selling for a dollar 75 and a half for delivery in mid-september for delivery next week 860 weight spade yearling heifers at a dollar 74 and a half on to some 780 weight heifers for delivery the end of July, $1.74. Here I've got a big bunch of spade heifers, nine weights for delivery mid-August at $1.67. Some 930 weight yearling heifers, 145 of them to be exact, delivery for mid-August at $1.65. And then I'm going to wrap up on the heifer side with a big, big bunch of open yearling heifers weighing 875 pounds, mid-August delivery, coming in at $1.65.5. And, and then the bred cows, we're going to call them at 1510 up to 1700 
And that's what I have for our William Up Sale Barn Report. If you would like some information reported or you want me to dig a little bit more, find some information, just get a hold of me. Send me a text message, 707-726-2420. After the break, we answer your questions. So we've got more of the Ranch It Up Radio Show coming up right after this. Lots of you have asked that we cover this one, and we're happy to oblige. Over the next several weeks, we'll be hearing from our big three. That's RCAF USA, the USCA, and NCBA, each getting to share their thoughts of the current cattle environment, good, bad, and ugly. Margins are the tightest that I can remember in diesel. Well, that's the highest I've ever seen. So how do we survive? Where do we make cuts? Where don't we make cuts? I think it has long-term consequences that we have to think about. It's not easy, but we'll be diving into those topics, the tough ones. We've had just about everything thrown at us, from blizzards to rainstorms to heat and the drought already. Makes it tough to be in the cow business. So make life a bit easier with liquid feed and tub supplements from Westway Feed Products, all designed to complement your forages. It's upcycling and efficiency. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time. Hey, it's Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. LivestockMarket.com is a centralized online platform of all types of livestock as well as hay and straw. They brought you Tractor House and Auction Time, LivestockMarket.com on Facebook too. Thanks guys. Have a great week. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Listeners reaching out with questions. That is what we have lined up for y'all. First heading to Texas in this message from Dell. Dell fired us an email. I had to call him back actually to discuss the various different questions that he had. Now, while some areas are receiving moisture, many areas are not, and the drought continues. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado. California, Wyoming, Nebraska, getting very tough in those areas. And Dell was asking some questions around drought management of the cows. And we were talking about micromanaging your cows, knowing which cows are in the top, say 20%, which cows are in the bottom, setting up those bottom cows for potential killing, taking advantage of higher prices, setting up those top cows for keeping and breed back, for example. It all comes down to knowing your costs of production and which ones are more efficient than others given the resources that we have, mainly grass and grazing. That's micromanagement and the need to change that management as needed. So I reached out to Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feed Products for his professional opinion about knowing the performance of those different kinds of cattle, the top 20%, the bottom 20% of those cows. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I uh, got one an old guy tell me one time, he said, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And so mm. measure measuring and, and evaluating and things of that nature, just like you talked about, is one of those things that if you if you don't know those things and you're not evaluating them or measuring them to some degree, then, then you can't manage that piece of the pile. And you're not. And if you go back, uh, Tigger, if you go back through that whole drought of 2011, 
we got rid of a lot of that bottom 20% in a yep. lot of places and we replaced them with a lot of better cows. And you see that in cattle performance in these feed yards and how our, you know, how cattle are grading the size of the cattle, things of that nature. We upgraded, we're doing a better job across the whole country managing cows. And so if, if we do this thing, right, just like you're talking about, I think we all become better cowmen, better, you know, uh, ranchers the whole nine yards as we move into this the next phase which is hopefully is going to be the <laughs> restocking of a lot of this country right. and, and i think too it helps us become better grass you know managing our grass on these range you know, on rangeland or whether it's improved pastures or, or whatever uh as well just because we have to do those things better when we're in these situations and uh that's a big deal. You know, grass is different when it's going into a drought, during a drought and coming mm-hmm. out of a drought. Right. It's all different. You right. know, uh, the ability of the soil that that's underneath, it's different and how minerals and how things travel through the ground is all different in those phases. So we, we can't take that stuff for granted and just think grass is grass because it's not a different phases. So it's another reason I think if we can pay attention to those things like you're talking about and really manage those and scrutinize those things and we'll learn a lot as well. When we first started talking, that was the first thing I had had I had down as far as uh, what do you do going into a drought? You better get you a plan put together, and that and part of that plan I I think is just what you said. Find the people that can help you at different areas of your of of managing this piece of the puzzle, right? And that's feed company guys, that may be consultants, that may be your extension personnel. Uh, yeah, it could be. You know, people, when you have, if you're, if you're leasing forest, forest country, you know, you might probably need to get in front of those guys a little bit too and, and, mm-hmm. and have a plan put together for those. So I think there's a lot that goes into this. But uh, I think the other side of it is when you put that plan together, Tigger, you need to have some ideas of, hey, if it, if it gets to this point, that's a trigger point to say then we're we're selling that bottom 20%. That's a great and point. Drawing need- lines in the sand and saying, stop, I got to get off the merry-go-round. Exactly. Because I, I am no different. You just want to hang on. And, and, you know, unfortunately, if you're in agriculture, you, you're a very hopeful person that you're always hoping <laughs> yeah. it's going to turn around. <laughs> but I'm as guilty as anybody of saying, man, if I, it's just get it's next week, it's in the forecast, you know, and it's only 10% rain, but by golly, it's going to rain, you know, and, and we hold on another week, but it's just about being disciplined. I think it's just like culling cows. You, that old cow, you may love the heck out of her, but she didn't bring a calf in. She needs to go to the house. So uh, it just takes discipline to do it. Thank you, Kelly. It's always good to visit with you. He mentioned that he would be more than happy to address any questions that y'all may have. The Westway Feed Products website is westwayfeed.com. Now, the next question comes from husband and wife, Terry and Diane from Wyoming, asking about what types of feeder cattle are ringing the bell in sale barns. Now, that's a big question. For this one, I checked back in with 2022 World Livestock Auctioneering Champion, Will Epperly. Now, Will sells at a couple different barns in Iowa. Will, in your opinion, what are buyers looking for in feeder calves? The customer at the end, the consumer at the end is always 
they're wanting to know more. They're wanting information of where their beef comes from. So what we're seeing is, is a trend of those cattle in the gap program, the cattle in the natural, natural programs being more sought after something we've seen here is for sure the non-implanted cattle. Mm -hmm. If you can verify them cattle to be non-implanted all the way through, those cattle are catching a lot more value. But honestly, the cattle, if you raise good cattle, whether they're a black baldy, whether they're a Charlet cross, black, peach. Got an ear on them. Yeah, all that. Yeah. If you've got, if you're raising good cattle with a shot protocol behind them that is phenomenal where the ba- if a backgrounder buys them, if the the feedlots buy them, those cattle are going to be valued because we have put the shop protocols in them and they're going to have cattle go to the yard and gain and not and be less susceptible to getting sick. So there's the cattle that carry a whole lot of value. Now, yes, the gap cattle, the the verified cattle, the agent source cattle, they're they're going to hold their value and probably be a little bit more sought after because the programs and the value of those cattle they have on the hanging rail. Right. So I think that's where you're always going to have that opportunity to make more money with those cattle. And we're going to go into the future and, and see that. And if we, we keep building on the programs like here in Iowa, we have the green tag program. So we can source those cattle back to, to farm of origin. If you're into the green tag program, and we have those sales here at Dunlap and at West Point that would be uh, what we call a, pre- a preconditioned sale. So those calves carry around a shot. They got to be 45 days wean. And if they carry the gold tag of that program, they've had the veterinarians come out and give them two shots. So there's the verification of them. And that tag reads back to the farm of origin. So that we've seen in our barn, the value of those calves exponentially soar. Because one, they've got the shots in them. One, they know they're weaned and the paperwork goes with them and they can trace them back to farm of origin. So a lot of what I'm hearing you say is having those calves. We've talked about it before of setting them up for success, knowing what their next address is. But if we don't know necessarily where their next address is, a.k.a. we've we've got a private buyer, you know, or, or we we did something specifically, we're taking them to Dunlap, having you sell them for us to to create, uh, you know, opportunity it's having those calves in an ability where they can be very versatile and adapt to different situations. Am I understanding that right? So if they're going to go to maybe this farm feeder, if they're going to go here, if they're going to go there, being in a position where they can very easily be able to adapt to that new address, even though we may not know what that is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Say if, I, if I've got cattle that are here in Iowa, they've got to go to South southwest kansas or oklahoma that those cattle are going to have the shots and have the uh, ability to, to adapt in that situation or if we take some Mon- we get some montana calves into this area that they're able to adapt or if we send cattle up into your area of north dakota and south dakota that they're going to be able to adapt whether it be a, they're on the side of the cow selling them as a pair or they're a feeder calf that's weaned i think if you set them up for success and have a successful shot program a weaning program and and number two, a feeding program that's going to put the gainability for the next guy. We talk about that, and we talk about cattle that are going to go to the go to the bunk and gain three, three plus, four, five pounds a day when they go to the feed yard to be finished. And I think that's the cattle that are going to be really, really sought after, the ones that are going to convert really, really well.
Will, thanks again. That is a few questions that you have fired our direction, and I appreciate it. You can reach out at any time by calling or texting 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-2420. Email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Message us anytime over the various different social media platforms. We will help in any way that we can. Now, Kirk has the numbers when we come back. A couple of buzzwords flying around the industry lately. Regenerative ag. Not new, but maybe new to you. What is regenerative ag? How does it work? Can I use it? Does it make a difference? We answer all that in the weeks to come right here on the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, Beck and I, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707-RANCH-20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text. 707-RANCH-20. This coming from our partners from Neogen. Now, over the next several months, we will be bringing you insect control solutions, money-saving tips, how to establish biosecurity during a time of pinching pennies, all that and lots, lots more from our crew from Neogen. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. Before we roll into the numbers, Kirk, I just wanted to ask you this question in regards to, do you think we're going to have the next few years of some very attractive prices in the cattle market? I mean, that's a lot of the talk that's going around right now. So do you think we could experience that, relative speaking, of course, in the next few years, over the next few years? I am bullish prices over a longer term but unfortunately, the reason I'm bullish prices over multiple years is because I'm not bullish profitability in the in the in the beef sector over the next multiple years. Why I think that? with inflation, you will see higher prices, but you'll see the cost to operate going up just as fast or not faster. So I don't think we'll see the profitability to get the herd expansion. So good news is, yes, I am bullish prices over you know three to five years probably. But I, that is not the same thing as saying I'm bullish profitability. Okay, so we're talking, you know, profit margins is that as the prices are going up, all our expenses are going through the roof. So it, it's, as I said, relative speaking. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So I think, I think you are going to see these prices stick around. Uh, I don't think there's enough profit, at least this year, even with the $2 calves, to see a whole bunch of, uh, of herd expansion. So given that, what's going on with the numbers? Kind of go through that, if you would, please. As of Friday, July 8th, August feeders closed at 171.82.5. That's down 217.5 on the week with the CME feeder index at 
up $2.72 on the week, leaving our basis, or the difference between the two, a very reasonable negative $3.33.5. Note to all your listeners, the cattle inventory, uh, where where the USDA gives the number of bred cows in the U.S., comes out July 22nd. That has the potential to definitely be a market mover and kind of break us out of this range that we've been stuck in for a month. August live closed 133.92.5, down 67.5 cents on the week, with cash trading 137 to 140 in the south and 147 to 152 in the north, leaving the five area weighted average at 144.37, down $1.73. And the basis, or the difference again between the two, a positive $10.42. And that is not a, a normal basis that you would expect to see. The weekly slaughter came in at 593000 That's up 12000 from the same holiday shortened weekend last year. And our choice boxes traded 267.89 up 407. So very solid box movement. December corn closed the week at $6.25.5, up 47.5 on the week. Now, if I'm not mistaken, last year about this time, you were chomping at the bit to do these market reports because you needed to get back underneath the baler and fix bearings. Remember when we were talking about that? You were broke down every single time that we needed to visit. So let me just ask you, how is paying things going in central Montana? Well, just to clarify, I don't think it was every single time, but you are correct. There was one instance where I was broke down. And so far, the rain stopped. Uh, we got seven days in a row of rain, and uh, it did not rain last night. I, I had my baler going for the first time in a week. Um, hay is definitely not great, but more than last year. And the weather forecast looks like everybody's going to be rocking and rolling for the next week or so. Got to be putting a lot of spring in people's steps compared to last year of trying to put together every spear of grass that you can. Yeah, it's really kind of funny because this is very much a sub-average year, right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a great year relative to hay uh, as the rains were a little bit too late. But it's so much better than last year, you forget just how bad it was in this country. I tip my hat to you. From one legend to another. A big tip of the hat goes out to all of the families and the contestants that are competing at the National High School Rodeo Finals in Gillette, Wyoming. Good luck and safe travels. And now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thank you from our crew to yours. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feed Products. Champion Livestock Auctioneer Will Epperly and Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. Can't forget about you, boss lady. <laughs> A big thank you to our partners, the American Galvey Association, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Ally Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at ranch it up show our email one more time and you know it is ranch it up show at gmail.com you can call and text me 24 7 at 707 ranch 20 spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always tigger approved stay ranchy and ranch it up 